to Minding My Business. This is a platform created for women who are wanting to elevate their business, their mindset, and their life. If you want to catch these episodes live, tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Instagram at Tanya C. Oliver, where each week I'll be interviewing a powerhouse guest. What's up, you guys? Thank you so much for joining Minding My Business, where we're here to elevate your business, your mindset, and your life. Today, I have a very special guest coming on, Michelle, just making sure she's here. Remember, this is interactive, so if you have questions or something you want to know about elevating your business, your mindset, or your life, just drop your comment in the comment box below, and we will for sure make sure that we look at it. Hopefully, you are being very intentional. Uh, I feel like when people say crushing it, it's like you're being intentional for whatever it is that you're trying to reach, achieve, and accomplish. And so Minding My Business was really created to celebrate women. Of course, we love our men. We love having our men come on here as well. You get to hear the woman's mind. Uh, but it's really to celebrate women who are doing amazing things in the world that have created a lane for them for themselves, have overcome adversity. They still got back up, might have face planted a few times along the journey, but got back up and just doing the damn thing. What's uh, one thing that you have won so far with the day? What is your daily win? Daily wins, let me know as we're waiting on our guest. Hello. Hi. You made it happen. Yay. That's my win for the day. <laughs> that is your win. That's a big win. Thank you so much for coming on Minding My Business, where we're here to elevate your business, your mindset, and your life. For those of you guys that don't know, Michelle just saved my butt today. And she's just such a boss. I asked her literally like 10 minutes before we're supposed to go live. And she's like, yeah, for sure. Like, let me try five minutes before. <laughs> okay, five minutes. <laughs> that, like four minutes, actually. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I've known, how long have we known each other for? Forever. Before, before Michael. So way before Michael. Wow. Yeah. It's how been, long? Like, 10 years, maybe more. More, no, whatever. Maybe like 15 years. 15 years, yeah. Oh that sounds gosh. more like it. <laughs> and you've just been such like, you, I mean, there's so many things I admire about you. Um, but for those of you that don't know, Michelle is a boss. She is a underground boss. She's not very big on social, but hopefully that'll change soon. And she's just been doing the freaking thing. She's created a lane for herself. You have really like, um, you know, you've always been an entrepreneur. If you want to be able to share with people, because I don't know if you're, if you like close the books to new people or what, because I know like you're one and done when you have, when you're pretty established at this point. But if you want to share with, with people watching or people watching the replay, like what really got you into the line of work that you're in today? And if you want to tell people too more about what you do. So it was an accident actually. So you know all about that. So when you're passionate about something and you know how it goes, you start off and, you know, I started, um, I went to school for massage therapy, not because I wanted to be a massage therapist, but because I wanted just I wanted to make the money. So I started going to school. I'm like, oh, this is easy because I was really going to school for physical therapy. So I'm like, oh, this is easy. Let me do this. It's quick, right? Um, as I was doing getting massaged and going through the program, it's I started healing. 
And a lot of great things started happening, started connecting with people. And you know how it is. Once you, you know, connect to your passion, you don't even really, it's like you never work again, right? It's just, you just, you're connected, you know what to do, you know where to go, you know who to talk to. The clients come to you, they want you, you know. Well, you're that girl, you're that girl. This is for them. And I think like, you know, people, um, they focus so much sometimes on the money versus the passion. And I, I'm one to believe like, and you are too, because you're all about money, you're all about business, but you're first about serving your first about like passion and purpose and money follows and I, it, it's so just such a powerful message to let people know about because at the end of the day you can make you know millions of dollars because you guys like michelle works with billionaires and so you could be making millions of dollars and you still feel like unfulfilled you still have chronic panic attacks you're still like miserable you know and so what you're saying is you know find something you're passionate about and things just kind of fall into place. Uh, yes, definitely. And I did it and this was an accident, right? So was um, it accidents really? Well, like yeah, I should say, right. But I'm saying I was after the money. I'm like, okay, let me, I want to make money with physical therapy, this and that. And I had, you know, I wanted to do that and I was going to school for that. But of course, you know, I needed the money for school and I said, Oh, what could I do? Let's see. And then, I said, all right, I'll just do massage therapy, right? Mm -hmm. And I never really, I I never really had that many massages. I don't even think I had a ever even had a massage. Oh wait, okay, that I'm just like I go to the school. I'm like, hey, um, what's the program? When does it start? How how do I get the you know whatever? And then I fell into it, and everything else just it was amazing. So yeah, like you said, go go after your passion. I mean, sometimes, you know, <laughs> go after passion, you but I didn't do it. I fell into it. Go so after the money and then the passion will follow. Sometimes Wait. that's <laughs> You're like, yeah, but she said passion. I was going, actually, what you just said was go after the money. And I, well, I was going after the money and I fell into something that I didn't know was my passion until I actually started doing it. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> And you're still in it to this day. How long have you been in this line of work for now? Wow. All right, let's see. <laughs> hmm. Let me calculate here. So, Definitely 24 years. Jeez. 24 years? 24 years, yes. Yeah, yeah. 24 she years. Works, and we don't name drop here, but, like, she works with, like, yeah, no name dropping. No, no, no. I would never do that. But like, I'm telling you, like, Michelle is, is a master at what she does. This is all I'm going to say. She's a master at what she does that people seek her out. And that's to say, like, Michelle's like a secret. She's like a gem. And um, I just feel so blessed that I've just known you. We've been friends for what, like, like 15, probably more than 15 years. And to still be on a journey with somebody you've met like a while ago, but you're still evolving and shifting and changing there's been so much but it's like the core of who you are has always stayed solid and how what would you say like um wait tanya can i just say something yeah about you and us so um someone introduced me to like back to not name dropping um a client of mine introduced me to tanya to work out and i like I never would work out, didn't want to work out, this and that. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go because, you know, the client, you know, gifted me out a session. So I went, 
I met Tanya. I loved her. And I would go to her for healing, not to actually work out. I would just like, every time I went to Tanya, I felt great. And I would, I, I worked out with you for, I don't know how long, right? Um, how long was it? I don't know. For those of you that don't know, like, my, <laughs> I have my no idea. My foundation in human performance was strength and conditioning coaching. So I think a lot of people don't know that that was like my, my oh. foundation. Yeah. But case or like work out like, but I was really looking for a coach. Yeah. To, you know, what you are now. And I would go to you and um, I just uh, had a connection from you the day I met you. You're, you're, you're amazing. You're and you amazing, care. But enough <laughs> about me. This is about you. Okay. Sorry. You. <laughs> sorry. Okay. As you guys can see, like, you, who you become, like, you attract and you can, you know, I guess we'll get into this now because it's, I like to make sure that we're on, it just flows. The conversation really flows. But, like, you know, talking about friendships and talking about quality people and talking about evolving with people. You know, as you're expanding, you're evolving, you become very successful in your career, you know, the, the people that you start with aren't always, you're not always going to end with. And what would you say some of the biggest lessons you've learned when it comes to like, um, like stepping in and out of friendships and, and identifying like, like when you know, like it's time to let go, because there's been times where we actually had conversations of like, you know what, this person I'm realizing is not beneficial for my growth. It's they're not beneficial for me uh, going to the next level and how I'm operating as a person or as a woman. So you mean if you're in a toxic relationship or something that's not working? Well, I mean, I don't necessarily, it doesn't have to be the extreme of toxic, but I think more along the lines of like when you're trying to grow and aligning yourself with other like friends or women that you're uh you're leveling up to because as you as you grow and as you expand that means like if people aren't growing with you you're gonna have to move on not everybody's gonna want to grow with you you know have you ever heard the thing of like the crabs in a bucket do you ever heard that yeah those of you that haven't heard crabs of a bucket i don't know if everybody's heard it but like when I first saw this, I was like, oh my gosh, like this makes sense. Like there's all these crabs in a bucket and this one little crab is like ready for freedom. He like gets to the end and he's like, I made it. And then the other crab pulls him down. And so the crabs never leave the bucket instead of a crab, like, Hey guys, I made it and pulling the other crab up. They all keep pulling each other down. So they all just stay in a buckle bucket to like literally just be eaten or wherever they're right. stuck. So I, I, I guess, I don't know, I, I'm not sure how to answer that, but I will tell you that I've, you know, you've exactly what you're saying. Maybe you stay there too long. And um, I mean, I think eventually people do disconnect. I've always tried to disconnect, but, you know, people bring you up, oh, be, be their friend, be there for them. Be, and even though it's like, be there for yourself first. Do whatever's right for you first, and then everything else will, will go. And be honest with the other person the best way you you can without hurting hurting them. So, um, not until I had Michael did I really have an eye opener. So once I had Michael, and everything about Michael is the way I really should have tr treated myself and protect my you know with Michael I protect him and, and this and that. Your son, your your little <laughs> yeah, my son. Sorry. <laughs> 
He's not my husband. <laughs> so Michael's my son and whatever the things that I do for Michael, that's how I should really be treating myself, put, putting myself first. So as long as you put yourself first and not in a selfish way, I'm not saying don't inspire other people, don't help other people, don't go the extra mile, which is what you do all the time. You've always been that way. But, um, but with never, but I've never compromised myself. That's one thing I've never done though. And I think people, the only people in my inner circle will see, like, I'm very selfish with my time and my self care so that I can pour into other people. Selfish. That's yeah. the, that's what you should be. Selfish. <laughs> like, no, don't be selfish. I'm like, be selfish. No, be selfish. Be selfish. <laughs> i'm serious no for real because you're actually in a season of being selfish right now actually yes yeah. no i think i i had a friend that was that way but he was so straightforward and if he could do something for you you'd be like sure i'll be there in five minutes if he couldn't no i'm too busy i have things to do like just you come first mm -hmm. you come first yeah, I like that. Be selfish. <laughs> You're like, wait, I, sh I changed my mind. <laughs> Let me write that down. <laughs> yeah, but getting, well, don't worry, we're going to save this. But like getting back to what you were saying about, you know, because I've, I mean, we've been on this journey together on and off. Like we haven't talked for like a year or six months, but we always cycle back. And um, one thing I, I, with our time together, I noticed that you did have to let go. Like, how did you know when a relationship wasn't healthy for you? Wasn't healthy for your heart. It wasn't healthy for your mind. It wasn't healthy for just you, period. Like, and, and what did you do to transition out of that friendship? Well, it depends on what friendship it is and what relationship it is. So let's say it's um, a relationship with a man. Let's just start there. So whatever issues um, I had at the time, um, to be honest, at hello, you know, was when I knew that I shouldn't have been with that person. Mm. At hello. Did, wait, so how did you know that, though? Because I actually want to touch base on this. How did you know? Did you, like, have a gut instinct? Was there, like... Absolutely. At hello. At hello. So I was dating this guy. We won't say names. And uh, for, for a long time, and he had his issues. And one of them was addiction, which is fine. You know, I'm not putting anybody down. Uh, we all have our addictions, right? What workaholic, call it what, anything, right? So he had his addictions. And when I, you know, I stayed in the relationship for a long time, uh, seven years. And after I broke up with him, I was with a friend of mine, and he said, when did you know that the relationship was wrong for you? And I said, at hello. Mm. So I think they're just issues that I had that I just didn't address or, you know, I definitely learned from the relationship. Uh, next relationship, I think, would be a relationship that would be, there would be growth for both of us, and I'd stay in it as long as you know, we were both growing and it was a win-win and I definitely would walk away from it. I'm, I'm, you know, a hundred percent sure that's where I'm at mentally that I would walk away from a relationship that wasn't, you know, there wasn't growth.
Yeah. And then so friendships could be tricky. So friendship. Okay. So relationships, because you're living with them, sleeping with them. If you know, if you live with them and relationships for me are different friendships, sometimes you could just distance yourself and then five years go by and you're, you're, you're connected again. Like I've had friendships that I've left and I don't miss them. And then I've had friendships that maybe they're going through a divorce or maybe I'm going through my stuff and we just can't stand each other right now. And you know, you, whether you have an argument with them, whether you disconnect with them or whether you just don't say anything and distance yourself. Um, sometimes, you know, two years later, five years later, I mean, I've had friends call me five years later and say, I miss you. And I, and I'll, I'll say, I'm, I've missed you too. And then we reconnect like the, that never happened. Was so like, idea though? Huh? Because sometimes you can miss people, but it's more important to miss them from afar than to reconnect. So the ones that I missed are, I truly um, wanted to be friends again with. Mm -hmm. And the ones that I don't miss, I never, you know, I never revisit having a friendship with them or anything like that because I'm a stamp collector. So I'll, I'll um, huh? What does that mean? So, um, okay, you did this. I collect the stamp. I collect the stamp. I collect. I keep just going until I'm at the point where the book is full. And then I'm like, bye. And I walk away and I almost make sure that I really want to walk away from that relationship. Once I start collecting stamps, I probably should have been out of the relationship, but I just want to make sure that, you know, um, sometimes we... <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I need that stamp for later. <laughs> so I just want to make sure I have all my stamps before I let you go. I don't know. So, but I mean, for the most part, what was the question? I lost myself. <laughs> um, well, I guess we could just kind of pivot over to another question. Uh, the next one is more like it, it does tie into this, but um, about just like, what do you do when you don't feel like, like, cause you have responsibilities. Like not only do you have work responsibilities, but now you also have, you have a child. So you have, you know, you're, you've taken on a role as mother, as business owner. And then you also have your human being self, Michelle, this before the business owner, before the mother, before the friend, before the anything. Um, what, what type, do you have any like tools that you use that really help you when you just like, don't feel like it, or maybe there were moments like during your journey where you wanted to quit, um, and you didn't, is there, is there maybe like a tool that you have that you can share with people that really help you? So as you know, I like affirmations, right? But depending on after the, I'm sorry, the phone's shaking so much. I was, I had to charge it up a little bit. So, um, it depends on where I'm at. So if I'm in a really, really bad place, mm -hmm. then I'm on by myself. Like I don't want to talk to anybody, leave me alone. So I'll start with affirmations. I'll start with listening to positive, you know, meditation or videos or, you know, different people who, who you know, whoever you prefer, whether, I don't know, who's your favorite? This season, because I feel like life is seasonal. So this season in my life, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, I I like him. On, I put him on often. 
um, either that or like Abraham Hicks. So those are the uh, two, cause they're like short and to the point and just enough to kind of shift me, but I am really getting into this audio book called the untethered soul. And I, uh, I've been listening to it as I've been training. So yeah, there's a, but they're, they're more spiritual. So Abraham is my one that I, which, you know, already I go to and yeah, I'll listen to it. I'll, I'll listen to like friends. Like we text each other, like, motivational things or like you've always been so good at that you've always messaged me like like uh hey listen to this so you know when I was going through a hard time you'd always be sending me like um like affirmations and they just always hit and I just was always so grateful you know just like the acts of kindness so yeah so that's if I'm in a really really bad place and I'll listen to that but you know what if you're in a really really good place I should be listening to it too but my um my um I guess my uh something that I have to work on is that once I'm in a good place I should continue to do the things that I were was doing when I was in a bad place but I don't once I'm in a good place it's like oh I don't have to do this I don't have to do that you know but um, so Abraham is definitely um, when I'm not even interested in talking to people and I am like, I don't even want to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. So Abraham, just being alone when I'm in a really, really bad place, being alone is good because I'll get confused if I talk to too many people. Uh, then once I know where I'm going, support system is like huge, but it has to be the right support system and gratitude, gratitude. And it's sometimes it's really hard. I start off like, oh, yeah, thank you very much for this. Thank you very much for that. And but eventually I get out of it. And we all we all we all we've all been there, right? Everybody. Yeah. I mean, if you're human, you've been in it. If you haven't, it's coming. <laughs> and then, and the other thing is like, if we weren't there, like out of my worst times, I've learned the most. Mm. My, I mean, the worst times I have learned from that. Yeah, those are true. Those are facts. And what, so besides the affirmations and the gratitude, like, what do you do? Like, because I know for me, like, when I was in, going through some real traumatic things, um, it was really hard to even be able to appreciate anything, you know? How are you able – so you mentioned, like, you just said, like, thank you, thank you, thank you. You didn't really feel it, but you said it anyway. Is that what you Yeah. And then I mean, I don't feel it right now because I'm in a good place. So I'm saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So it might sound like it, I'm not feeling it because I'm, like – You're already there. I'm here, so it's hard to say, it's hard to, uh, I feel really good right now, and I'm in a good place, so back to what you said, sometimes body work helps me, whether it's massage, acupuncture, chiropractic, whatever you like, um, you know, going to a spa and, and um, doing a salt bath, or just taking care of yourself, it could even, you know, any kind of body work. Yeah. What, why do you think that it is about the body work? Because I mean, I for sure, I mean, I know us working together because I've had a few, I've been blessed to be able to like have you work on me when you had time. And, um, you know, you really are like, like you're, that's like your God gift. It really is. Like, <laughs> you just, you like talk to the body, like 
the just hello body. <laughs> but I, I think the body work works because whatever you're holding, sometimes you're holding it in your body, right? Whatever stress. So Louise, hey, you hold certain things in certain areas, emotions in the shoulders. So sometimes maybe you can't think what's going on, but your body can feel it. Like sometimes if I'm in a really, really bad place, I'll just ask my body, what do you need? Mm. Okay. If I go, if I'm with someone that I'm not sure if I should be with them, let's say whatever relationship it is, man, girlfriend, family, I'll, I'll actually, if I feel uncomfortable, I'll say to my body, how do you feel around this person? That's another one. So I think when you do body work, it, um, you're releasing emotions. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even have to, like, sometimes I can't think of what's going on. It's better that I just know that something's going on. I'm not too sure what it is, but something's going on and I'm, I'm not feeling good. So let's just do some body work. Yeah, I always I always agree with you on that. Like, I feel like that's why I think the strength and conditioning and even the exercise, I always go back to the roots like that. The body is our roots and the body is our subconscious. And so the body's going to tell us things if we are, you know, I, I love what you said, you know, let me talk to my body. Let me respect my body. Let me let me ask myself like, hey, what's up? Because a lot of times we we abuse our body and our body becomes more of a liability than an asset and it's like going here the mind is over here the emotions over here the spirit's like waiting on us like come on you guys like get on the team you know and so the body the body talk is uh is very critical i love that you brought that up yeah i think the body talk is where i go when i cannot think if i can't think if if i could if i can't think clearly i just go i ask my body what do you need? Go to the beach. Uh, go to sleep. Right? But what about what about times where you actually got to go to work and you can't go to sleep? Because well, it's like, life. you know, a lot of times people, I mean, you or you have to be a mom, you know, and you have to put that part of you to the side for a moment. Right. So if you can, and I hope you can, like, let's say you're someone that shows up for work all the time, most of the time, which is me, you know? So I'll pretty much show up. If I don't show up, people know she needs a day off. Yeah. So if there's room to say, you know, I need a day off, like in my, my work is different. I don't know about everybody else's work. So if I'm, if I call a client up and say, Hey, I'll massage you if you really need the body work. But if you need the energy and all, you know, and you're sensitive to energy, and you know I've said that to you, yeah. then today you don't want me. So, <laughs> you know, they'll make the decision whether they want the work or not. And some will say, I don't care. You know, I can block it. I need body work. And others will say, no, I'm too sensitive. I'll schedule for another day. So if, you ha if there's room not to go to work and you don't want to go to work, then don't. Yeah. No, I mean, that's but if you can do it. Yeah. And the biggest thing too, like when, like when my students, when we're talking and stuff, I'm like, listen, 
I don't let a lot of people touch me. Like now, even, even today when I salsa dance, like people are like, oh, you're so like closed off. I'm like, unless I know you and I trust your energy, I'm not going to allow myself. I mean, in salsa dancing is very like, it's intimate. You're very close. Even when you're dancing like separate, like, you know, and at this point, like you just respect your energy and, and you're just, I mean, you're just so gifted in what you do. And um, it's so much more, like you said, than just, a massage like you move energy you you heal people through you know maybe they just your hands like your energy and energy is everything I mean I've been studying energy psychology that's what I love about Dr. Joe Dispensa is you start to realize like we have it backwards you know like right. about energy well I, I definitely think you should pay attention to energy and I've always had trouble with that um in the past like I would, if I felt like someone was being negative, I would run, you know, I'm like, oh, no, 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 I can't, I can't. But now I'm looking at it at a different way. But I still sometimes if I'm low in energy, I try to stay away from that vibe. You you know me when I'm not in the right place, I stay away from people. Yeah. I'll, and you know, I'll even... you guys that because most of you don't really know Michelle, Michelle is such a hard worker. She will show up until she hits a threshold. So a lot <laughs> that work with her know like Michelle hit a threshold which is very rare you know she does not often say like hey like I need a timeout unless it's hit like a threshold so you know we're taught anybody I bring on my show is a high-end achiever they are a boss they are a master at what they do or they've overcome some pretty amazing things and they have a powerful story so I just want you guys to know who we're talking with today <laughs> So that being said, yes, I have a client that I've had for something 25 years, and I only said no one time. Mm. One time. I'm like a generator. And then once it goes off, well, <laughs> I have to reboot. Well, but, you'll find, but you reboot. Like, you, you know, too, where to reboot. Like you said, you go to the beach. You, like, recharge yourself. You don't just sit around and, you know, not take care of that because – with what you do and who you work with, like, I don't think you have time to like not reboot. And, and back to the energy and being around people. So part of it is, I think I'm not, I'm just saying what I feel. I, I didn't re you, you like reading up on everything. And, um, I feel like sometimes we're just reading the person's person's energy and buying it as our own. So, Everybody has the right to feel negative or everybody has the right to be down or everybody has the right to be whatever frequency they're on, you know? So sometimes when you go, like, I don't do well with people who, even though sometimes I'm anxious and I'm, um, I don't do well with anxiety. I can, I do well with, I can deal with anger and I could deal with um, sadness. But when someone's anxious, it, uh, it triggers because my mom's an anxious person. Mm -hmm. So it triggers. So whenever there's a trigger, I kind of, if I could figure out why it triggers me, then that helps. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not for me. It's for them. So hopefully it makes sense to you guys listening. Um, <laughs> the people that are supposed to get it, they'll get it. But if not, we at least want to open up space to awareness of how important your energy is and how you carry yourself and, 
the biggest thing too is understanding like when your energy is off that it's your personal responsibility to go and like handle it and to check it and also to know like when you reach a threshold like to tell people about it because have you ever lost a client telling them like hey listen like i i need the day off no i i i well i've never lost a client that i did not want to lose <laughs> great answer <laughs> Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You're fired. Thank you. But I don't mean it that way. I mean it like when it's not a win-win for them yeah. and for me. It has to be a win-win, especially with body work. You know that. Mm -hmm. Like there has to be um, a connection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not for everybody, right? And, you know, but whoever I'm for, I, I definitely want to connect with them and they'll feel it. Yeah. What have you what have you realized like some of your absolute non-negotiables to help you be in a really really good uh frequency? I've been that word's been uh been brought up a lot especially I was at an event this weekend and these guys were like, you know, 500 150 million dollars a year and they were all using the word frequency and operating at high frequency. So what would you say like some of the things that that are non-negotiables for you to make sure your frequency is like strong. In with clients or friendship? With life. Like with life. Like operating at as your best self on a day-to-day -day basis. So honestly, to tell you the truth, that just changes all the time. Mm. So um, you know. If I'm in a bad a lot. Let me just let people know to your life. Okay. Michelle has a Michelle isn't just in one place. She does travel a lot. So I know traveling takes sometimes a lot out of um, changes your frequency. It changes your energy um, moving from different locations sometimes to serve. But I, I also wanted people to know like the lifestyle that you have to operate in as well with what you do. So what do you mean when you say like it changes? Does it change based on like your travel schedule? Does it change based on like, for example, I know sleep is very important to you. So sleep is like a non-negotiable for you. So is there any like any things that you know are like, I, these cannot be negotiated. And I know if I negotiate or compromise this in my life, my day is just not the same. Um, sleeping is number one, <laughs> like you said. Yeah. But how many times have I worked? Honestly, I, I don't think I've slept in five years since Michael's been born, to tell oh. you the truth. <laughs> but sleep is definitely up there. You know that we're all asleep. And then um, not eating, mm. right? Not eating because you're too busy or, you know, but we do it, right? So well, like you I, said, are, are, are you going to work even though you didn't sleep for 24 hours or are you going to work, uh, you know, you flew X amount of hours, you're going to another country, you couldn't sleep all night, you're waking up, you're there for work, mm -hmm. right? You go. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Right. Which, you know, so I'd say you're right about the sleep. <laughs> you know me. So, so a few things that you've mentioned and me just knowing you is like sleep, your affirmations, um, 
what else? I know you're starting to make some really positive shifts with being like selfish so that you can operate better in life. But um, I mean, you mentioned sleep, your affirmations, you mentioned gratitude, anything else where you're like, yeah. So a good support system. What do you mean by that? Um, you are a support <laughs> system. Uh, <laughs> you know, good friends, a good support system. So what are you going to do? Okay. I want to build, I want a business. I want to build a business. I, you know, I, I'd like to work out. Okay. Well, who's going to help you? The, you know, and you get your support system. So attracting a good support system mm. is always a plus. Mm. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, because I know, too, like, a lot of what you do as well, like, you have a strong support to even help you out with, like, um, with Michael and help, like, even if you just need a break to yourself or that makes sense. Absolutely. Right. So how many people get to leave their son with their mother for two to three weeks while they're traveling, making money? How many people have... Not every mom is going to, you know, do that for you or can. Mm -hmm. So or that's, she's my support system. Hey, it's Tanya. I'm calling a quick timeout intermission huddle. So bring it in. I'm personally inviting you to our inner circle. It's our monthly VIP meetup with other achievers just like us. Each week, I'm teaching everything you're going to need in order to be successful to step into the most elite version of yourself. I'm going to break this down play by play, the tools, the systems, the strategies, everything you're going to need in order to operate at higher levels mentally, physically, emotionally, and energetically. Look, we're in a season where the idea of full potential just isn't cutting it anymore. It's time to really be it now. So Click the link in the show notes and I'll see you in the inner circle. Peace. What would you say um, when it comes to like pivoting out of stressful situations? Is there any type of like helpful piece of advice that you could share with people watching or watching the replay of like how you're able to, because sometimes we, let me see this with what you and I get along because we get each other. We operate right. very similar. Right. Um, right. And it's very rare. <laughs> right. 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 So we love everybody. You know, we, we love you guys. Like there's sometimes you meet somebody and you're like, we operate the same. I think we were like kind of like shocked, but also had relief at the same time. And a lot of um, our personality traits that are very common as uh, Capricorns, I don't like to like define it as that because there's, you, we can always shape shift our personality trait, but we're very like loyal and we're very also like set in our ways. But sometimes life is going to throw you something where you are going to have to pivot and you're going to have to let go of, you know, holding on to things like people, places, things, the way that you've maybe operated for X amount of time that might not be working anymore. Do you have any piece of advice when it comes to like at this point from everything that you've learned and your the amount of time you've been in your career of like when it's time to move differently? Yeah, but it also depends on the person. Right. So this is for that person. So for me, um, sometimes stress, if I'm very, very stressed out, uh, depending on where I'm at, it helps. 
and sometimes not, but it, it depends on the person. I think just be patient with yourself, be, you know, be careful depending where they are mentally, but if they're already feeling like, okay, I, I need to make a change again, I think, um, well, this going is about back, you. So we oh, about hear, me. Like, yeah, I want to hear like. Oh, about me. Okay, so yeah, stress. I mean, I do well under stress. Mm. I do. I maybe because I was brought up that way. Maybe because, um, you know, I'm used to stress. I'm not sure, but I I I, I operate pretty good under stress. Do you so, feel like? Do you, but let me ask you this too, because this could be programming as well, like. From what I've been like uh, learning from Dispensa, do you feel like when and, and I went through this experience, so this is why I'm like knowing to ask this. Do you feel like it's almost like when things aren't stressful, it kind of freaks you out? Where you're like, when things aren't stressful, um, yes. It, but I know that about myself. I know that I was brought. I know that there was a lot of stress in my life since since childhood. So it's sometimes when it's hard for me to relax, right? So unless I'm at the beach, mm -hmm. the beach for some reason is my place, um, but it is hard for me to relax because things, oh, wow, something just came up. There it is. It's like all triggers. So I operate well under stress and I feel like I need stress because that's what's always been around. But at the beach, since when I was young, my grandmother always took me to the beach. Like the beach was my peace, you know, peace, my, my, um, what do they call that when you're supposed to call, you know, think of your safe place, my safe place, mm. the beach. Yeah. So a lot of it, I, I agree with a lot of things that Joe's Joe says. I really do. Yeah, well, because I feel like, and this is important too, because I think like a lot of people, because remember our market is the people we're speaking to, they're, they're high end achievers, they're entrepreneurs, they're overachievers, like they have big dreams, they have big visions, they want more to life. Um, and you can become addicted to stress. You can become addicted to operating a certain way. And it can often freak a lot of people out when you're like, wait a second, where's the chaos? Like we go and we look for it because it's, become our new normal and then without it who am i without this and sometimes it freaks a lot of people out and I, I only know because i had to work on overcoming that i was like wait i i feel bad if i'm not like stressed out or worried like no i don't want to operate like that anymore like that's not the way but that's the way a lot of like entrepreneurship is taught like go hard and be like this and like no, that's just one path to multiple paths to that end target. Like you don't have to operate like that. I agree. I agree. And I think like if you pay attention, if I pay attention to my triggers, that's helpful. So if something's triggering me, even a person with their behavior, I just have to pay attention to the trigger and say, okay, where's this coming from? Why does this person annoy you? Oh, cause you know, they're anxious and mom's anxious and that makes you nuts. Okay, great. Or if I'm getting emotional about something, then I have to pay attention to that and figure out why. That was interesting. Uh, when I was working out this morning, I was listening to that book, The Untethered Soul. If you guys haven't, have you heard that book, The Untethered Soul? I've heard of it, but I haven't. I, I'd love to listen to it. 
Yeah, it's it's like the way that he explains it, and he was saying like, you know, when you when you feel a triggered emotion, just like you're saying, when you feel a negative emotion, feeling a triggered emotion, like like lean into it, use it as information, because that's the only way you can truly free yourself. Like you can't right. free yourself if you're trying to run from something that is a part of you. But the only way to free yourself of it is if you pay attention to it, you try to understand it, you befriend it. And then you realize like, if I see that, like anxiety is there, stress is there or anger is there, it doesn't control me anymore. It's still gonna be there because it's part of you but it's not right control you and you can be free of it right I agree I agree like sometimes I'll I'll see myself I'll start getting emotional about something I'm like okay let me let me step away from this and um pretend it's not bothering me what would I do if the emotions weren't involved what choice would I make mm. and then I make that choice but I have to pull myself out of Whatever it is, you know, usually now it's um, if someone's, you know, does or says something to my child, right? <laughs> so, um, but I step away and I'm like, okay, wh what, you know, what's, what's going on here? Oh, okay. And then how would you react if you were a therapist or a teacher or it wasn't your child or, you know, mm -hmm. so I try not to get emotional but I do sometimes try not to get emotional about things that I can't um, control. Mm. And besides like the body work you mentioned, um, you're starting, you said, what else are you doing that you're starting to incorporate now in this new season of your life, Michelle? So, you know, whenever I call you, it's because, okay, I'm finally getting off the couch and I'm going to break a sweat, right? <laughs> I remember yeah. when we're in, um, I think it was Italy or something, and you FaceTimed me. I think it was Italy. I'm not sure. And you FaceTimed me, and you're hiking. Was that yes. right? Like you're yes. With your with your friends, the body. Yes. And you're hiking, and you're like, "Look at me! You're so proud." <laughs> <laughs> Are you proud of me? I want I'm you to be proud of me every day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What are, you doing? Uh, what are you doing? What are you What are you doing in this new season of your life where you're really starting to, you know, be more selfish? So you can, so you can. Let me say like this: this quote hit me so hard, and it hits so many women so hard. Especially, I and like I said, this channel is open to our men, but this is really for our women. And when it, we are so programmed that if you put yourself first, like you are a bad person, you're a bad mom, you're a bad girlfriend, you're a bad, like X, Y, you're a bad business owner. Like, but when I read this quote and whenever I share it with people, it just like hits you so differently. And it's like self, um, self care is giving the world the best of you versus what's left of you. And like, that's really what selfish is. Right. And I was like, ooh, because think about it, if you're operating from anger and you're trying to push through anger, the people around you are going to experience angry Michelle. Right. So, I mean, out. there was, I was in awareness that I was angry because I didn't have time for myself, right, with my child. So, um, there was a lot going on. Number one, I, I was trying to discipline him and having a tough time with the discipline. 
and I just got out of out of my own way. I um, I um, started. Uh, I I scheduled a therapist once a week for myself to work on myself, and I I took um, a parenting program called Triple P, and Triple P is Positive Parenting Program. So I'm like, hello, let them take care of it. She went to school for it. And that really helped. I mean, a lot of techniques and um, he changed within a month. Then I took another course and that one's a little longer and he's changing. And then I tried Taekwondo and he's doing Taekwondo. I tried Taekwondo for discipline and, you know, when he wasn't listening to me, he's only been on the planet for five years. What do I expect, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I yes. Michael's like very, like you guys are, I know when you're together, like inseparable, like he's so about mom and when yeah. sometimes, I mean, maybe that's where the anger comes from when you have to leave him to go and, you know, handle business absolutely that's like a tug of war oh i can't wait to leave so i could sleep and do my own thing but then i miss him and then you feel guilty and all this other stuff but you know what it's 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 always something so you have to try to focus on the now going back to the now now what right now i get to sleep that makes me happy because when i get home i'm a better mom right or whatever's happening now and being in the now again, it, that's another one. Um, reminding yourself to be in the now. How do and you find yourself to be in the now, though? Believe it or not, back to meditation for me. Meditation, meditation, meditation. And it doesn't have to be, all, you know, it could be 15 minutes. So I, for me, if I meditate 15 minutes in the morning, the day is different. Yeah. And if I meditate before I go to bed, even better. Mm-hmm. So if I could take 15 minutes, and I don't do it all the time, but if I could take 15 minutes and meditate for 15 minutes, better. What are some and, of the positive things that you've noticed the days that you meditate and the days that you don't? Okay, so people that are maybe wanting to meditate, but they just can't like understand like what is that experience like? Well, even if you can't, be silent for 15 minutes and your brain's racing like you know they say there's different ways to meditate right so i'm just calling it meditation but whether you sit down and just be silent until your brain stops you know having all these thoughts or you listen to affirmations or your favorite person abraham whoever what happens to me is I get, I like um, Deepak too. I forgot to tell you that I, I like Deepak. So I did the 21 day program. I remember when you did that. Yeah. So what happens is all these things come up, all the answers to most of what the answers that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So when I'm silent and I meditate, uh, the answers come they just pop up people start calling i start connecting with the right people once i'm on a a on that frequency Mm. of being in the now uh what do you think like um because i take little 
Yeah, but uh, no, I agree. I mean, I, um, on average, I'm meditating twice a day, morning and night, and I'm gonna be, I've been having the urge, it hasn't become a habit yet, like, it's right now a staple, morning and night, but it's a non-negotiable, it's like, literally like brushing my teeth, but it took me a while to be able to create that as a habit. I'm trying to now create the habit of like putting a, a midday meditation to kind of like break my day up to segment in time. But I have, I literally have my best ideas, my best breakthroughs. Um, but it's, it's exercise, you know, just like the body um, over time gets stronger, your meditation practice gets stronger and you just keep at it until, but it, it does, it does allow you to be more intentional, more present, more clear and to be able to sit with discomfort. But a lot of, for me, I mean, you know, I'm really big into the yoga. I would like to do it more um, than I'm doing it now. But yoga helped me tremendously, like, really understand, like, meditation. I agree. I, I mean, I, I'm not doing yoga, but yoga is a big deal. I'm not doing it, but... Thanks. I'm not doing it, but it's a big deal for me, but I'm not doing it, <laughs> well, I, but I will be doing it. <laughs> I think we both agree. Like sometimes it's okay to like plant a seed and let it like, like incubate before. Cause it is like, you have so many things going on. I mean, especially if you have a child, if you've got people that you're responsible for, you have obligations, like there's always something pulling at you and that wants your attention. And, um, but if you have that, eventually it, like you have it like on that, like internal, like to do list, I do believe though, we have to schedule it. One thing I can say actually out of awareness right now is the only thing I don't have scheduled in my, in my Google calendar is my midday meditation and anything. And I know, not think I know that's why I'm not getting it in because it has to be scheduled just like an appointment. Even my workouts are scheduled in my book. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I'm going to, I, you're right. It does. For me, it does. Ha things have to be scheduled. If they're not scheduled, I'll forget. Yeah. Cause I have, I, I usually, my list is so long. One time I looked and someone said, you know, I go, I'm so disappointed. I just didn't get the things done that I wanted to get done today. But then someone said, well, what did you want to get done? And they're like, okay, that's like a week's worth of stuff in one day. <laughs> so yeah, no, I had a friend the other day like, oh, well, what do you got going on? I like literally screenshotted my schedule. They're like, how the hell do you do that? I'm like, everything's scheduled. Every, but even my time for myself is scheduled. It's blocked off because I need that time for myself in order to be able to tackle all the I like that. on the list. Or like I said, like I, or else I'm not going to be able to handle it because I'm going to be tired or I'm not going to be mentally sharp or I'm not going to be. That's why the food, the exercise, the sleep is so critical because those are what, that's like your, your life force, like your power, like you're charging for you to be able to be like getting all those things in it, or at least like most of it. Right. And then I don't, I'm not sure about everybody else, but I find that technology for me is part, is robbing my time. Sometimes. What do you mean? Like the phone, the phone ringing. It's like, ah. Instagram account off huh? private for this live stream. How do you use, what? I said yes, but I didn't know I had to do this and this and that. With I'm just saying, you know me but with the internet and everything. It's just like, um, you know, if you're on the phone and you get on the phone, 
and then you answer all those calls, you have to also like put the phone down at some point, yeah. right? So uh, you could, how much time could you waste on the phone? Man, I mean, through messaging and getting back to people, especially like expanding an audience on social media, I mean, a while, but also because remember, like I'm in uh, Generation X, so we <laughs> believe like since it, the, the fundamentals of not growing up with technology, like right. believe our generation can be the ones to turn off and also turn turn on. But I will say it is hard, especially at night to like, you have to be create a discipline and healthy boundaries for yourself to like, even like that time that now my phone alarm goes off, like 8.39 PM, which I haven't done. And that's why now I'm going to bed at like 11 o'clock because I could work until like 10.30 and be like, okay, I have to stop. Like when is enough enough? It's never going to get done. Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah, nope. <laughs> You, you have to stop, but then in my case, I have to start. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> you know that with well, technology. Finding what's, like, important to you and what your intentions are and what your what your goals are, what your vision is, like, you know, it depends on, on what, right. like, what you're doing must align to not only your core values, but also your goals. And even we change the word goals to targets because uh, I heard one of my clients say before, and it was like, so true. Cause you know, truth is always felt, but like, but programming is like trying to be processed. But when you hear truth, it like hits you in the heart. And he was saying my, one of my um, friends and clients, he was talking about the difference between goals and targets and goals are designed to fail targets. Eventually you always hit that aim because it's always a focus and you're always going to hit me. You might not hit exactly on the pinpoint, but you will always hit something around that target. The goals are like this. And I was like, wow, like even the collection of the words that we use is very like intentional. And I'm like, that's so valid. I like that. I just wrote that down target. Yeah. I know. Right. But, um, so my target is to, to not feel like I don't have time. Get it? Time for what though? For, I just, there was a, there's, I'm working on it right now and creating that, but uh, you know, someone calls you, all right, I don't have time. I gotta go to work. I don't have time. I have to, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm time yeah. now, <laughs> you know, always saying that, but I realized that that was also um, learned behavior. Mm. my mom is, um, I don't have time. I don't have, I started listening like before she used to, um, irritate me, but now I realize that there's the reason why she irritates me sometimes is because there's a lot of learned behavior and I'm a lot like her from the learned behavior, not because I want to be that person saying, I don't have time. I don't have time. It's learned behavior. Yeah. I, I, so now I try to say I have all the time in the world. Well, what we did today too is a perfect example. So today what happened? Like I, I was like, okay, I have time, but I have time from this time to this time. And I wasn't even a right. called, but I still was like, actually we had a cancellation. Can you come out? And you're like, right. there, girl. we connected. We connected. Yeah. So I think like finding the time, but also comes back to, like we said, it, it we have to schedule it. Like, and I, somebody, even the meetings that I'm having, they're like, okay, well, let's plan. And I'm 
let's do it now what with the schedule or else it's, if it's not scheduled it's not going to happen right so i guess i'll have to schedule time and balance <laughs> but speaking of which because like i know we could literally especially because we haven't spoken in so long right so yes forever. Um, but I want to just kind of close off with this live because it's yes. just about an hour. Um, yes. If you could give somebody like one, one wise piece of advice or maybe a quote or something that's really impacted your life that they can take with them to keep going or to motivate and inspire them on a day-to-day -day basis, what would that one thing be? They're one, in, they're one in a million. We're all unique. We're one in a million. Mm. We're one in a million. Nobody's like you. Nobody's like me. Yeah. Everybody is amazing. And then, you know, things happen. You know, life happens. And, you know, some sometimes people are grown up in more of a sh stressful environment. But... You're one in a million. Mm, that's amazing. One in a million. You know that there's so much like to go down even on that one thing. It's of what you're saying. It's true because I mean, we all go through things and when we come across certain people, sometimes they're going through something and it's just something they're going through. Maybe they're grieving or maybe they're, you know, they just lost somebody close to them, or maybe they just lost their business. And, you know, you, you sometimes, like, yeah, it changes people. And I think what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like, it's just coming back to the truth of who you are already designed to be. And sometimes we separate from that space, depending on what's happened in our life. Exactly. That was beautiful. One in a million, sister. Well, I'm so grateful that I got you on today and that I got to learn some things because these are some things I didn't even, you know, ask. And I think for you guys watching now or watching the replay, you know, if you have friends you haven't met, like, talked to in a long time, treat them as if you're just meeting them for the first time. You know, reintroduce yourself. Allow them to reintroduce themselves to you. And um, I think that's really important because – Hopefully you're not the same person you were a year ago. Or <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Well, I love exactly. you. Thank you so much for being on. We're going to Thank you for out. inviting me. <laughs> I remember you guys to mind your business and uh, drop Be selfish. Be selfish. <laughs> Be selfish. <laughs> and uh, drop a comment in the comment box below of what value you got out of today that one thing that really shifted for you based on our conversation give this post some love go give michelle some love and celebrate her because she's just an amazing human being and um until next tuesday remember to elevate your business your mindset and your life and to mind your business bye <laughs> bye Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you hanging out with us today. If you found value in this episode, subscribe and share with your business besties. Head over to tanyacoliver.com and claim your free thank you gift. Remember, you deserve to look, feel, and live life as your most elite self.